Again, good morning, everybody, and, and welcome. You've actually heard this little passage already. Uh, it was written by Isaiah the prophet about 500 years before the time of Christ. But this is what it says. It says, for just as from the heavens the rain and snow come down and do not return there till they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, giving seed to him who sows and bread to him who eats. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not be returned to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it. The word of the Lord. So that thanks be to God at the end of the reading. When you say those words, what are you actually, what do you mean? When you say thanks be to God, are you saying, thanks be to God it's over? Are you saying thanks be to God it was short? Or are you just saying thanks be to God without really thinking about what it actually means? You know, I had an, what I would consider an eye-opening experience a number of years ago here at this parish. Um, I, was giving it, I was giving a little uh, workshop, a class to a group of people, um, men and women, mostly Catholics, some who were curious about the Catholic faith. Anyway, somewhere along the line during the presentation, um, Whatever I said, I needed to sort of back it up with a quotation from Scripture, which I did. And as soon as I had finished the quotation from Scripture, there was a small table beside me. And I just sort of did that, okay? And I continued with my presentation. Afterward, when it was all over, a lady from the parish, whom I know rather well, came up to me. And she said, she said, you're lucky that my friend Charlie wasn't here this evening. Uh, Charlie was from some other denominational background. And I says, you know why? And she says, well, he would be very upset at what you did with the, with, with the Bible. And I says, well, what do you mean? Well, she says, in his denomination, uh, for them, that Bible, uh, is uh, it's so highly respected. They respect that Bible as much as we respect the Eucharist. And it was only afterwards, you know, uh, I began to think about it in relationship to myself. You know, I believe that this is the word of the Lord. I believe it up here, but my question was, do I truly believe it in here? And if indeed I did, would I have sort of irreverently dropped the book on, on the table? Do I really believe that what's said in, in, uh, uh, in the letter to the Hebrews, it says God's word is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword. Is God's word is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword. Do I believe that? Do I truly believe that? 
And then the question is, do you believe that? What do you believe regarding the Word of God? And that takes me to the Gospel reading today, which is uh, it's a short parable. It's about a man sowing seed and how the seed fell among uh, thorns and bushes and uh, uh, rocks and so on, and some fell upon good ground. Well, you know, that is a parable, so we realize that it's really not about a sower and seed. It's really a story about God spreading his word and how people react to it. Those who are hard ground who, uh, for whatever reason, uh, there's many things going on in their lives they don't even hear it at all. Those who, uh, the seed that fe fell upon the rock, uh, it's, uh, it's people who perhaps, I mean, their basic religious education was, was deficient, and so it doesn't really lead them anywhere. Then there are those who, the seed that fell upon, upon the thorns, and we're told that the thorns sort of choked, choked uh, the seed as it grew. And it's a reminder to us that in life, you know, if we, if we, if we try and um, live two different lives, that if, if our spiritual life doesn't predominate over secular life, that very often the spiritual life can indeed get choked. And then, of course, the, the seed that f fell upon good ground is the seed that yielded 100%. So I, I was looking at that story on uh, Friday evening, and I, I said, well, it's easy to find people who sort of act like the rock, like, like the uh, thorns, like the, uh, the third one being um, the, the bushes, but where, where will I find somebody who, who, really, who really is what we call good soil? Now, obviously, one can go to the, you can look up uh, the lives of the saints and you have people, no problem there. But looking at people around you, uh, who would you find that, uh, that you'd say good soil as far as God, God's uh, word is concerned? And as I sort of asked myself that question, my phone, my phone rang. And at the other end of the phone was one of my fellow priests. Uh, he's pastor up at Annunciation up in, up in uh, Longwood, and uh, Father Stephen Parks, 55 years of age. And he got a phone call about a week ago that sort of uh, shook him to his core. That is, he got a call from the apostolic delegate uh, in, in Washington, who would be the Pope's representative, who told him that uh, within a month, uh, we are expected to be in Savannah, to be, the new, new, to be the new bishop in Savannah, Georgia. And uh, in a sense, you could say, well, that's wonderful. It's, 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 a, great on, it's a great honor, uh, which, which it is. But from my perspective, uh, talk about a, li a life-changing event at the age of 55. Uh, all of a sudden, he's been up in that night of the woods up in uh, northern or, or part of Orlando. He's been there for over, over 20 years. He, he has a lot of friends. Uh, he, he is very well received. But just imagine, just imagine all of a sudden, you have to leave all of that behind. Uh, he has to go to Savannah, Georgia, which is a beautiful city, but the actual diocese itself, to reach, to reach the one end of the diocese, it's a six-hour drive. So it's just a, it's, it's a, in many ways, it's a huge, huge commitment. At least it would be for me. So I said, I said to him, you know, we talked for quite a while, 
I said, um, do you feel like saying no and when, when, you, when you got that call? And his, his response was, um, no, he says, I really, I really felt as if God was asking me to do this. And uh, I said that I couldn't say no. So sort of like, like uh, you'd have to say that uh, it, it necessitated so much surrender on his part to sort of let go of his old life in order to embrace this new situation. And in many ways also, you would, you would have to say that he, uh, he is good seed in the very best sense of the word, or good soil, okay, where, where, whereby he, he is uh, able to sort of, uh, he's able to, um, to, accept, to, accept, to accept this reality in his life. But as we think of Father Steve here today, and we think about uh, his new life, if you will, and the fact that he, he is good seed, uh, he is, I suppose you could say, is a disciple in the best sense of the word, I think it's an opportunity for us to ask ourselves a question, you know, where do, where do I stand uh, with, regard to, with regard to the Word of God? And, um, you know, this, these are strange times. Uh, what has happened in the last four or five months, uh, first of all, with regard to, with regard to the, the, the COVID, also with regard to the whole Black Lives Matter and so on. So there's been so much, so, so much turmoil in our lives. And sort of the world that, that we knew six months ago uh, is no longer, at least for the moment, it's no longer there. So I think it's worth asking yourself the question, in, in the midst of all of that, do you find that perhaps the Lord is knocking on your door? Perhaps the Lord is, is asking, you to, asking you to look at your own spiritual life. Perhaps the Lord is, is, is saying to you, uh, that he's calling you. I mean, we're, when we're baptized and, and we, we embrace the faith, uh, I think we can never say we have it made. We're always called, we're always called to, uh, to a newness of life. We're all, always called to a, de to, a, to a deeper commitment. And, and so I just invite you during this time to, to ponder, ponder that reality. What is the Lord, what is the Lord asking of, of you, okay? Is he asking you to grow spiritually? to deepen your, your own commitment to him and to his people. I suppose in a sense you could say, well, none of us in and of ourselves can, can grow spiritually. Uh, there's a little statement in, in the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians where he says, I planted the seed, uh, Apollos watered it, but God was the one who made it grow. And so in other words, what, what he's saying is, we supply the necessary conditions and the Lord does the rest. So are you prepared to supply the necessary conditions to the Lord, whereby he in turn will ensure your, your spiritual growth. And if indeed you are, then you can be quite sure that spiritual growth will take place. And also, I think you'll find that your, the witness of your faith may, may truly be inspiring as far, as far as other people are concerned.